welcome to the Ecodharma audio series, Buddhist Reflections on Social Action, recorded in the summer 2014. For more about the work of the Ecodharma Center, check out www.ecodharma.com. Here's Guhyapati. Recently I managed to meet up with an old mate. It was great to catch up, to share stories, and that sense of deep empathy and mutual understanding that only comes with years of friendship. He'd recently been involved in political work, focused on turning government energy policies away from ongoing dependence on fossil fuels. There'd been a dramatic protest action, gaining high-profile coverage. For him, it had predictably resulted in another arrest and detention. Getting locked up can be harrowing, even traumatizing at times. I asked sympathetically how it had been this time. Brilliant, he said. First time in ages I got to sit quietly. No phone calls, no emails, no one to bother me, time to think. Best rest I've had in a long time. Now, obviously, this raises the question, what are we doing to ourselves? A workload and lifestyle that means time in the cells is experienced as a good break, is clearly a recipe for exhaustion and burnout, and while to some this anecdote might seem an extreme one, it does reflect a more general tendency in our social movements, constant activity and ever-growing to-do lists. And it's not only our personal well-being that's at stake, there are also important implications for the quality and efficacy of our actions and our ability to learn from experience. One of the keys to successful action in the world is finding the right balance between action and reflection. In a sense, this is true of all our endeavours in life. Getting that balance right is crucial if we're to learn from experience and enable our approaches to evolve. Unfortunately, a grave imbalance is the norm. For many of us involved in the work of social transformation, and as the common nomenclature activist suggests, we can feel compelled to act. The pressures can feel enormous. In our attempts to respond to the problems we perceive, that press upon us, action follows action in a quick cycle of succession. The space to reflect and evaluate, to take stock, is relegated to a place of secondary importance against the backdrop of the urgency or the desperation of the needs we're responding to. But unless we stop from time to time, pause and open up space, we can find ourselves caught in repetitive and reactive cycles of habit. If we act again and again without leaving a space in the process of our work to step back from time to time, we're likely to stay stuck in limiting patterns, wedded to repeating strategies and tactics regardless of their relevance. For our approaches to remain creative and responsive, it's important to integrate within our methodology space for receptivity, to ask and notice what's really happened and what that tells us. We can then analyse, redesign and plan anew based on what we're learning from experience. What's known as the action-learning spiral can help. The model points out that action gives rise to experience. To learn from experience, we allow a phase of reflection. Following reflection comes a phase of analysis, and then finally, 
a phase of replanning for the next round of action, where we test in experience what we think we're learning. As a methodology, we can apply this across a range of timescales, from single meetings up to whole annual cycles of work. On Ecodharma trainings, we often support people to take days to reflect back across their entire history of activism until now, slowly drawing out the learning and re-strategizing with new depth and perspective. For most, this is transformational and leads to far greater effectiveness and sustainability. So often what we most need to do to make action more effective is to stop, at least for a short time. It may not be easy. We want answers. We want solutions. We want the tools to fix the problem. So even when we do create the space, we often quickly leap to the stages of analysis and planning. So even then, we often perpetuate habits, still focusing on planning for action rather than really creating space for new understanding to emerge. As soon as we move to the phase of analysis, we're often already applying our old frameworks of interpretation. And valuable as they might be, the harder bit for many people, and what can be most enriching for our learning, is finding out how to remain a little longer in the phase of reflection. The phase is not so much about thinking things through, not about trying to penetrate the meaning of our experience, and certainly not about problem solving. It's about cultivating a receptive awareness, an attentive attitude which can give us access to perspectives we might otherwise bypass. Instead of being rushed, it needs to be patiently ushered into being, and sometimes it can feel uncomfortable. Before asking what it means, or what we can learn, we first just leave space to notice more fully what happened. And ideally, not only asking this with our thinking mind, but also with the feeling body and the heart. Stopping, reflecting, opening up a gap in habitual cycles, creating a space for questioning and curiosity to arise for awareness to deepen, for receptivity to replace our incessant doing, will support our action. We also certainly need to act. The world needs that. And it's only by committing to action that we get to try things out, to test them, to see if they work. Applying the principles of the action learning spiral empowers us to build ongoing learning into our work and lives to get the balance between action and reflection right, so that, learning from our experience, our work continues to become increasingly relevant, responsive and successful. We certainly don't need to wait to be sitting in a police cell before we give ourselves that opportunity. Thank you.